Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the fall. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Monday, May 29, it is one minute past 10 o'clock, and we're going to get to Eric Engels, our regular collaborator on Monday nights, in just a second. Uh, in case you're not watching, I can tell you that the Vegas Golden Knights are up by a score of 4 to nothing after two periods of play versus the Dallas Stars in Game 6 of this uh, semifinal, with, of course, Vegas leading three games to two, and uh, they are 20 minutes away from wrapping it up and uh, uh, booking themselves an appointment with the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. All right. Okay. So it's a sick podcast brought to you in part by energy transportation group recently named by Deloitte and CIBC, one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and of course the community join a winning team and check out energy's career page for available opportunities. Also, these babies right here, brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Bitta TV, offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature. And uh, also uh, brought to you in part by Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal's Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Is not good news. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. As a matter of fact, I went down uh, for the first time a couple of weeks ago with my buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie of BPM Spot and TVA Spot. Uh, he did laser on his chest, and I did laser on... Uh, parts of my face and uh my armpits you see no hair god for life <laughs> order free uh it won't be order free but there's a lot less order of course when you don't have uh, hair under your armpits than when you do i highly recommend it by the way it almost felt like a, an armpit massage it was a beautiful beautiful thing uh all right we have our guy let's get to him right now he's a regular once again on monday nights eric engels what's going on with you there he is. But is it possible that he's not he's not talking? I don't hear you, but is it possible? I don't understand how we can't fix this uh, when we're not on the air. No, I don't hear you. But is it me or is it him? I was muted. You were muted. <laughs> okay. 
First time, first time on Zoom. Sorry. Don't worry about it. What do you mean, first time on Zoom? I'm just kidding. Yeah, three yeah, years, no, no, I hear you. Three years later. Yeah, we don't use Zoom, by the way. We use another website. But anyway, we don't know, have to tell I people know, what we use, but we use another website. Hey, what's going on? You watching the game? I'm watching the game. I mean, I kind of have one eye on the game because honestly, it's not much of a game worth watching. Okay. Should put on the basketball. And you got one eye on me, or you got one eye on, on your girlfriend? What's the story? No, I got both of them on you. I got both. Ah, of them okay, on you. okay, very, very good, very good. You're uh, just you're you're too beautiful to look away from. You know what? Uh, thank you very much. That's what I hear. Uh, it would, in, in a way, a game seven would have been nice, but at the same time, uh, if there's a game seven, then you would think that Vegas would have little left for the final. So there's a, there's uh, a this one looks like. On. This one looks like uh, it's 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 you know we're 19 minutes away from it being over, and uh, I'm happy like that, so we can get on our way to the Stanley Cup final, and it'll be Vegas versus Florida, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I know this one's not over yet, but who do you got? I mean, I got to ask you because the next time I talk, you'll probably be a week from today. So who do you got, Vegas or Florida? Uh, come on, Dallas could score four goals and come back here. Oh, four goals, stop. Um. I don't even want to make a prediction. I predicted Carolina and Dallas would be the teams in the Stanley Cup final, and they, they both got basically smoked. I mean, nice effort by Dallas to win a couple games in a row, but they're getting pounded now that Vegas has had enough. And I don't know. I, I don't really know. I, it's hard to bet against Florida, I guess. But, you know. Yeah, I think I had the, I think I had the <laughs> Rangers versus Dallas, so I was a lot worse than you. And then when the Rangers went out, uh, I thought at that point when uh, when the Rangers went out and when Boston got eliminated and when Colorado got eliminated all in round one, I thought it was Toronto's cup to lose. And, like does, uh, and they lost it. Do we count Vegas's experience, you know, going to the Stanley Cup final, losing to Washington, given the turnover on their roster as like an edge against Florida? I don't I, I... I don't really think it matters all that much. Um, so you're saying the experience five, of a team that's actually nothing. gone further over the past couple of years. It's yeah. five nothing, and they're going to go now. Um, yeah, they're going to go now as if they weren't going before when it was four nothing. Was it two or more? You never know. We've seen yeah, crazy know, things yeah. in this sport. They're not scoring five goals. That's that. I could, four was almost believable, but five now to come back and then in a sixth win. Wow! In a row, what a way to burst the balloon in Dallas, though. Eh? To put five by them, that's unbelievable. It's too bad their their two worst performances of these playoffs and perhaps their season were in front of their own fans. Uh, last time they didn't like it very much and threw a bunch of yeah. shit on the ice. Tonight, yeah. uh, it's amazing the ice isn't littered down five nothing in an elimination game. It's not good. You would think that the Florida is going to win the Stanley Cup at this point. Why? Because Vegas is better than Florida, and so was Boston, and so was Toronto, and so was Carolina. So you would think that Florida is going to win. Uh, I really don't know. I really if the Stanley Cup playoffs ended today. Bobrovsky or uh, Matthew Kachuk for the Conn Smythe? It's not even to me close. It's Bobrovsky all the way. It's not even close. No, not for me. Um, I listen. I think I, it's a debate. I know. I mean, it, doesn't it Matthew, Matthew Kachuk have four game winning goals or something? It is a debate, and people say that Alex Lyon started the playoffs, but the Florida yeah, Panthers with Bob in their net. I mean. Those games that they played against Toronto and against Carolina, they were heavily outchanced and out out. They were outchanced and outshot, and and Bobrovsky was the difference. And yes, Matthew Kachuk came out with a couple of huge goals. And if you want to argue that, uh, or I guess it's three huge goals, right? He's had three game winners. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's three, I think. You know, if you want to argue that Alex Lyon started the playoffs, you know, Matthew Kachuk also went six or seven games in a row without a goal. Um, I'm not, I, I, you're not taking away from anything. I mean, put them on different teams and going through opposite runs here, and uh, they're both, they both be candidates to be the guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they were up against each other playing for different, uh, different teams. Like, then there would be even more of an argument about who should win the con Smythe between them if Florida wins the cup. Yeah, I, I, I know it's uh, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, he really has been. I, I know it's uh, it's May 29th, but we got plenty of Montreal Canadiens topics to talk about. Um, spent a couple of hours with Caden Gooley yesterday, by the way. He's a very, very nice young man. Nice is an understatement. I mean, this this guy's the real deal. There we go. Huh? What a beauty, huh? Wow, Kaden, a Kaden looks good, too. He's a lucky guy, Caden. Yeah, yeah. No, with that, we were uh, hanging out at um, La Tornade, a sports card store, of course. Uh, Chris joins us uh, uh, every now and then, and there you go. Uh, there's the, the sick what team. What a crew. Um, Yvonne Lambert there. Yeah, and uh, Yvonne Lambert is there as well. And uh, um, we haven't uh, officially welcomed um, uh, Shane to the team yet. Uh, but uh, Shane is in the picture, and uh, I guess uh, we're going to have to because uh, he's in the picture. You know what I mean? But For uh, sure. yeah, so yeah, so. What were your impressions of of Caden? What did you think? What did you guys talk about? What did What did you think? I just um, one of the things I think I can share is is uh, he was very very attentive of watching Canada at the World Junior at the World uh, Pardon me, at the World Hockey Championships, and uh, I brought up uh, I brought up Andre Tourigny's name. And um, he's got so much respect for Andre Tourigny. He's like, he's, he said, he said, uh, you know where you stand with him. Like, he's just, he's as honest as they come. And uh, I think you've come to know Andre pretty well uh, with the collaborations that he does as well on BPM Sports Radio. And I've come to know him very well. And he's been on the podcast before. You know, Andre Tourigny is is a good man. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, he's got to be a good coach because Canada, Hockey Canada, keep on going back to him in different tournaments, and uh, he keeps on coming back with medals. Uh, so, He's a very detail-oriented guy who thinks in three-dimension. He's a really, really smart guy, and it was really interesting doing radio with him this year, you know, in his first language and my second in French. And um, I found myself during segments kind of just sitting back and listening. So the way he breaks down a certain scenario or the way he sees things, not only from an opposition standpoint to the Canadians, but just in terms of the inside of of the game. And, you know, you would expect no less of a guy who's coaching an NHL hockey team. Um, His track record got him there, and he's done nothing but prove that he belongs there. There's a lot of people that have been in issues before that are – uh, junior level coaches that exceeded to the National Hockey League and had some moderate success, but weren't necessarily made to be in those in those heavy shoes to wear. I think Andre Tourigny has proven, especially with the results he got out of Arizona this year, where you know I would have expected them to be way lower down in the lottery standings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he's really done a good job, and he's a really really bright guy. Uh, he really is, and uh, good for him. And speaking of the World Hockey Championships, I mean, you know, what a competition for Samuel Montembeau. And I said earlier this evening, 
on uh, GEC at TVA Sports that, uh, you know what, I got my opinions and sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. And, uh, you know, I like patting myself on the back uh, when I'm right, and but I have no problem telling you when I'm wrong. You know, the first time I saw Samuel Montembeau play for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, I said to myself, I said to my buddies, and I think I even said on the air, like, um, I'm not sure this guy's an NHL goalie. Like, he looks like a number three. And number threes usually don't start in the National Hockey League, right? So this guy's not only an NHL goalie. After what he showed us this year and what he showed us at the World Hockey Championships, I'm starting to think this guy's ceiling is a lot higher than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, I think that's the most logical conclusion pretty much anybody can come up with. You weren't alone, obviously, in that thought that when he first came to Montreal, it was is this guy actually an NHL goalie or a guy that could spot in, you know, five, six games a year. And that'll be that. Um, and, you know, a lot of those people, maybe perhaps, uh, you know, like yourself or unlike yourself, were the same people who were suggesting after like a five game sample this year that he should be the starting goalie over Jake Allen. And then, and then obviously he continued to play well and play better and play, you know, and deserve those types of minutes. But it was just a funny thing that happened this year. Uh, count me among those who didn't have high expectations. Count me among those even before the world championships that would have suggested, I think what he showed this year is that he has the potential to be a really solid 1B. Now I wouldn't put it past him to become a 1A. You know, Maybe by a little bit of an edge, but a really good 1A. And I'll tell you why. You know, I thought his season was excellent. And good enough to be able to show that he can fill that kind of half starter role. Mm -hmm. The difference here is the opportunity to go play for Canada set him up for a different stage of development and that he was playing under significant pressure. The type that he didn't face at all this season in Montreal. There was, I don't want to say there was no pressure because he had the pressure to prove himself as an NHL goaltender and prove that he was worthy of more and more ice time and prove that he was worthy of back-to-back starts and all those things. And mm-hmm. he put a ton of pressure on himself in those situations. But this is a different type of pressure, playing for Tournament Canada. format. Winning and, is important. Yeah, and, and, and why does it matter? Because he did win, and he was the best player for Canada. The entire tournament. There's not even... A debate about this just like i was saying about bobrovsky and kachuk where there is a much more of a debate i don't think there's much of a date well, debate correct me if i'm wrong the best player it was it was sam montambo this looked like one of the weakest teams they've had on paper in a long long time like i had a hard time getting into this tournament there was that's very kind of little I, sex appeal to it yeah that's kind of what i love about hockey right like it's not the best team on paper that wins i, I mean we're in the midst of watching the summation of a stanley cup tournament where you know Two of the three teams remaining were. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. All three teams remaining, actually, I saw this today, were the least bet on teams of the 16 participating in the playoffs to win the cup. One of them is going to do it. And uh, Florida was leading the pack, obviously, as the least bet on team to win the cup as the last entrant to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, 
that's that's what it is. Like the paper roster, you can throw it in the garbage. It's about chemistry and it's about coming mm-hmm. together and playing your best at a time where the pressure's on. And I love seeing what Team Canada did in that situation. Um, and they had an interesting road, obviously, to the final in Austria and Germany. But uh, they had a great game against the Finns and, and coming back to it, Montembeau was the difference. And, and he was their best player. So such great experience for this kid and i what i love is that he's got the ability to tell everybody who's doubted him along the way that like yeah you know you'll keep saying i'm a 1b or i'm this or that i'm gonna i'll show you what i can do and what an opportunity he seized here yeah if you um uh, did i don't know if you saw uh, cole caulfield i want to get to him on, on on instagram was it on instagram he was on social i think it was on instagram Petting his dog. Did you see that? He was with his dog. And uh he must and, have missed uh, it. Yeah, he was. Oh, you got to see this. He's he's with his dog. I don't know if it was on Instagram or on Twitter. I think it was on Instagram. He's with his dog. And um he was trolling Habs fans. So um, you know, some people were typing out questions like uh, if you're gonna sign with the Habs, um, uh, pet your dog, or if you're you know, but and at times he wouldn't and at times he would and both times like he would laugh there was a lot of trolling that was going on it was pretty funny um but you know a buddy of mine said to me yesterday do you think cole caulfield will get offer sheeted and i said i don't think so and he said what if he does and i said well you have to match and then he said and, you know, what if it's big money? And I said, well, you have to match. And then he said, yeah, but you can get X amount of draft picks if you don't match an offer sheet, right? And I said, are you going to get a goal scorer like Cole Caulfield back? It's not right? guaranteed, right? It's not guaranteed. No, it's not um, guaranteed. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I mean, the, I don't think the offer sheet thing is a thing, really. Uh, if it happens... I don't know if it would necessarily be doing the Canadians a disservice. Um, we'll see. I don't. I highly doubt that. I would. I would suggest that Pat Brisson and Cole Caulfield are not soliciting offer sheets. That's for sure. And uh, you know, every time we we come on and we talk about this subject, uh, I, I yeah. say the same thing. I sound like a broken record. Like there's just no rush on any of this other than Canadians fans dying to see it happen as soon as possible. So they don't have to think about it anymore. But like, but, but I, you know, there's no rush, but I got to say this. I, 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 there's sometimes like there's things that go through my gut. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now for everyone who says, uh, he's, you know, he'll end up making Suzuki kind of money or more than Suzuki or this or that or whatever. I don't know what he's going to sign, but I think if he would have made more money than Suzuki's contract of 7.8, whatever it was that was signed a couple of years ago, my Bergevin would have been done already. I don't think he's going to get that money. I don't think they're going to give him that money. The longer they wait here, I think the more chance there is that he'll get less than Nick Suzuki's contract. It's my gut feeling. Yeah. There's there's a balance to this and you, you may very well be right. Um, it could end up being a little bit more just based on the fact that Suzuki's deal was signed two years ago and the cap is going to go up after this season, if not by this summer, knowing kind of what negotiations might go down. You know, we, we know that it's a million. There are reports that it could get to two, two and a half, three million. 
this year based on certain negotiations that wouldn't necessarily affect escrow. Um, and after this year, escrow will be done and the cap will go up significantly. So you have to factor those things in. I, I, I think whether it's a little bit less than Suzuki, a little bit more than Suzuki, if both sides are committed to a long-term deal, which it seems both are interested in those things, um, they'll find common ground and sign it. it it'll get done. I, I don't... I, I just... I think people see the lag in it, that the season ended six weeks ago or whatever it is, and it's not done, so that I understand the concern, but I just... Negotiations involving tens of millions of dollars, they 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 end up ending when there's something that pushes them to an end. You know what I mean? Like typically, it does revolve around a certain deadline, and the deadline, as I've said, um, like a million times now. Maybe this is the last time you and I should even discuss it because I think people mm-hmm. will get bored of my take. You know, it's they. I'm sure they'll they'll they'd love to get it done tomorrow. Would they love to get it done by July first? Yes, yes. Uh, will it necessarily get done before training camp starts? That's the main hope, you know. And and the real deadline is that the game one of the season. They don't want to go into the season without Caulfield playing in the lineup, and Caulfield doesn't want to go into the season without Caulfield playing in the lineup. So I have to think that between July for between any minute right now. And September 15th or whatever it is when they report for camp, I think this deal will get done, and I don't think it'll be an issue. I'm not sure if we have it. I think we do. Do we have uh, Anthony Martino of TVA Spar touching base with um, a development coach with, uh, with Ska over in Russia, SKA? Do we have that? If so, can we bring it up? KHL teams do, cannot force anybody to stay against their will once their contract is up. Um, if you look at Ska, since I've been at Ska, how many players have left from Ska to go play in the NHL? All the high-end Russian players end up in the NHL. Ska does not hold players against their will. Ska has contracts with players that, of course, have to be respected from both sides. But outside of that, players are, are, are free to uh, move and sign as they wish. All right. Uh, how does that make you feel? What do you think? I have two. I kind of have two reactions to that. The first is that yeah. the way he says it, it almost sounds like there are some KHL teams that do hold their players back, um, which obviously, you know, I think we're all aware that it's it's not the it's not a slam dunk that when a player is under contract, that as soon as the contract is done, he's on his way. Yeah, um, a transfer agreement, or whatever. Um, the other thing is, you know. Good, uh, good work, but by the young reporter, you know, speaking to somebody who's closer to the situation, getting rid of a lot of the natural biases that are in the marketplace from the fans, and even probably from some people who are in and around the game, but not necessarily involved in these decisions, wondering, you know, what's what's the deal with this kid? Uh, listen, I, I Anthony Martineau is amazing. Hey, eh, by the way, the Anthony Martineau is very, very good at what he does. Yeah, listen, and I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad you gave him credit because he's uh, oh. he's really hardworking, and you know what? Uh, everyone, everyone is here speculating what the Canadians will do if Michkov is available, and everyone's speculating if Michkov will get out or won't get out or this or that or whatever. And you know, this guy's digging, and he tried to get us an answer, and he touched base with the assistant coach of the team, Daniel Bachner. Um, that's pretty good work. Now, what I got out of it, 
My interpretation was Daniel Bachner saying the player and the club have to respect the contract, basically saying that Michkov will be there until the end of his contract in 2026. Having said that, he says after, all the best players usually end up leaving Russia to go play in the National Hockey League. So if you would put two and two together, it's, I, I, it almost sounds like you know he'll be here until 2026, and then after that, he'll make his way to the National Hockey League. So here's what I'm going to say. Every, everything is about timelines, and ultimately the talent and ability, not just talent, but ability of the player to become the best pro three years down the line, the best player, the most impactful player three years down the line. And if the Canadians assess that Matvey Mishkov is available at five and they have the opportunity to draft him versus someone else and they feel that he has the ability to become the best player three years down the line over any of the other ones they're considering at that point, they'll draft him. You know, I've spoken to people inside the game that are of that opinion that, you know, are scouts that are assistant general managers. Um, ultimately, they're in a kind of a premium position, uh, depending they can take advantage of it, like with Nick Bobrov's, you know, citizenship and his ability to have ties within Russia. Um, you know, that's one angle. I have no idea what Marty LaPointe's ability is to do those things, but I have to think he's really, he's got tentacles everywhere around the National Hockey League, given what his job title has been for the last number of years. So look, you know, like the Canadians, I'm going to put it this way. If they don't pick this player and end up picking somebody else, if that player is available, uh, if Michkov is available and they don't end up taking them and they take somebody else you have to think they'll have done their homework and and there's more hinging on the decision for them than anybody like there's a lot of fans out there like he's the most talented player and if you don't take him and it's insane they'll have done the research and maybe they'll end up being wrong in the end if they decide to turn away from him and go for somebody else um but we won't know until three to five we, we do we do know we do know that up until this point Right now, he is arguably this. Well, he's probably the second best pure talent. We arguably, know that, uh, arguably, we know it's yeah. arguable. Yeah, yeah, but that is arguable, that, and even beyond that, doesn't translate to, to him having a better career than the guy was going to go fifth or sixth. The, the, yeah, this is my problem with it. Is that there's a lot more that goes into the assessment than just raw talent. If it was purely about raw talent and talent and ability. Um, you know, like Nikita Filatov would have six nothing Vegas, six nothing. I see it, I see it. Nikita Filatov would have turned into an NHL superstar if it was just about talent, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot that goes into it, I have no doubt. And I'm not talking about like, I I don't want anybody to misperceive what I'm saying as if like uh, Russians are low character and this not, there's tons of amazing Russian players who have proven to be some of the highest quality character players in national hockey league history. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, I'm just saying like everyone is so obsessed with the talent and I agree it should be the number one component and why you draft a player. But ultimately if four teams end up passing on this kid, it won't just be because, uh, you know, three years from now, everybody expects that he's going to come three years from now. So it's, yeah, it's almost a non-factor. Like it's almost a non-factor. So At, uh, Patrick Waugh's name is still in the news. Uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, your your boy Elliot Friedman. Uh, I think if he wants to coach, he, he, he believes that uh, that Columbus has reached out. Yeah, I think if he wants to coach in Columbus, that opportunity will be on the table for him, provided he interviews and uh, interviews, and they 
they feel he's the right man for the job uh, above whoever else they're considering. You know, I do believe Patrick Waugh would like to not have his NHL chapter close the way it did in Colorado. I, I think he has had ambitions in the past and continues to have ambitions to rejoin the NHL uh, and pr- most likely as a coach, uh, despite perception that uh it was a power struggle in in colorado and he wanted to control everything um you know i think i think he just really wanted to be wanted to have his seat at the table yeah Um, ultimately if there is an opportunity for him columbus he has to decide if that's where he'd like to be to resume his nhl career because it's it's a bit of a long build for that team too they've got a lot of good talent coming up the ranks but it's going to be a long build yeah, look, I don't even know if I asked you about this, so I, you know, last week, so I apologize if I did. Uh, when you get older, you tend to forget a few things. Did I ask you your opinion on the possibility of Mark Bergerman going to the Leafs because yeah. it's gaining more a, and more we had a, traction? We had a lengthy discussion about it. What yeah, I said he's, was, that he's it, not he's not believed to have had a second interview, not yet. Anyway, we have heard that his interview was on Zoom. We heard that Tree Leaving had one in person. Yeah, uh, and there are other candidates as well. I think it's but, clear that, that Brad True Living is a is the leading candidate for that job, and I think it'll come down to negotiations and what he wants to do it, and whether or not he wants to continue in a as hot of a market as like the one that he was just in in Calgary times two. Uh, but I I would have to think that he's top of the list, and uh, as I said last week, you think True Living did a better job in Calgary than Bergevin did in Montreal? I think he did a like a really similar job at the peak end of where both teams were, were going to be like Mark before 2021, like getting to that run. He did uh he did a fantastic, like I could see it. And a lot of people could see it, that he built that team for the playoffs and that if they could make it there, they would go, they would surprise a lot of people and potentially go very far. And they did. Um, and nobody, it wasn't lucky. It wasn't all oh, the Canadian of it. They they deserve to be where they were in 2021. Nobody played better team hockey than they did until they ran into the one team that did, which was Tampa. Um, I think Mark did a great job that year, and I think Tree did a very similar job in Calgary. He built all the pieces you would need to have a contending team, and I'm talking before the Matthew Kachuk trade. Like go back the two years that bubble year that Montreal made the playoffs. Calgary was built to go all the way and for whatever reason because of the COVID circumstances I think in large part they got off to an awful start to the season and couldn't find any type of rhythm and like they were just a completely perplexing team. Like you just look at them and you're just like why, why is this team so bad and so screwed up when they should be a Stanley Cup contender and you know what? Two of the Three of the last three years basically, this year included where they missed the playoffs in a very similar fashion in 2021 they should have been there. They should have mm-hmm. been a Stanley Cup contender the way they were built. So I think it's very similar, actually, the, the work that they've done. Yeah, I'm just uh, taking a look at my phone right now, Eric, to see uh, how many times I have the Dallas Stars going far or going to the final or whatever. And In your bets? Yeah. That's why I don't bet on, I don't bet on hockey, Tony. I did. I had a great run ten, where two ten dollar, in a row. $10, Eric. Two-team par- uh, two parlay. Yeah. Miami Heat to win the NBA championship. Yeah. And the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, you brought this up to me last night. Yeah. Your memory yeah, really can, is going, man. We talked about we all could, this We could throw that week. one in. The, I was just going to see if I could cash out. I can't even cash out. Like, if I could cash out, I was going to take like two pennies. You know what I mean? But I can't. Yeah. So yeah, that's no. 
Forget about it now, baby. Yeah, because uh, the uh, Miami Heat, by the way, not only are the Dallas Stars losing 6 nothing to the Vegas Golden Knights as we speak, but the Miami Heat uh, versus the Boston Celtics in this very, very huge Game 7 uh, in Boston uh, are up 90-71. to 71. Is that right? Is it 90-71? to 90-71 to 71 with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Who's wow. up that? The Heat? The Heat, yeah. 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 yeah, I got a buddy at the game. He's a diehard Heat fan. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, my man. Uh, thankful that they didn't blow a four nothing series lead. Listen, Three you know, series I, lead. I, 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 be over. Yeah, I said this. Um, I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. Um, look, most podcasts are are pretty much going to shut things down uh, in the next week or two. We're not going to do that. Um, we're going to continue to, uh, to bring you, uh, programming, uh, but we're probably going to have abbreviated shows. So the shows are not going to be an hour. They're going to be, uh, they'll be 30 minutes, pretty much, pretty much guaranteed. There'll be at least 30 minutes. And, um, some of them might actually even be recorded, but we'll upload them at the regular time. Uh, so just in all transparency, I'll tell you that right now. It's it's our way of being able to take a little vacation too, right? For example, I mean, if I well look, if like if, if I go on vacation, I can do this at 10 o'clock at night. But if I go on vacation and I decide to go to Europe, well, 10 p.m. at night is like uh, you know, yeah. it's uh, what is it? It's uh, three three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the Are morning. Are you still in the contest with with G say? Are you doing more? No, the more? Uh, the contest ended. Uh, we had uh, I think it was 57 or 58 days to lose a certain amount of weight. Uh, my goal for the contest, that is, because my goal is a pretty big number, but my goal for the contest was to lose at least 25 pounds, and his goal was to lose at least 21. And if we were both going to hit it, then great. We we're both winners. And if one of us was going to fall short, we had to jog around the block on Laurier, same theater, um, in a jock wearing, in a jock, just wearing yeah, a jock strap. Yeah, so... So I said I was going to lose 25. I lost 30 on the nose. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And JC said he was going to lose 21 and he lost 20.4. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. He was 0.6 uh, short. Was he down 21 like three days before that? And uh, if you could actually see through the jock strap, it's uh, he wasn't only 0.6 short in weight. He was. Oh, man. He was, he was short. Uh, that's my. That's I'm out. Yeah, that's probably you I can't know what, be a part of these shots being taken. Yeah, yeah, I probably should go out. I too. don't want them attributed to my name. Well, I, I know what you're saying. And what am I thinking at this time? But I, I was thinking the kids are asleep. All right, man. Hey, take listen, uh, always fun. Thanks for doing this. Uh, because if you take a look at the weather, and it's, it's, it's it still must be beautiful outside, right? Still must I'm, be. I'm going for a walk right now. Good for you. All right. Have a good time. Thanks, hey, for going a little overtime. Appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. All right. I, I told him we'd go like 1030 to, to we're a little over time. We're about 1034, but uh, we're going to get to, um, you know what? I'll get to a couple of questions. I'll get to a couple of your questions on YouTube live. Um, bringing back Jamie Ben was a mistake. I, you know, it's, it's easy to say if they would have won the game, you want to set it, they lose the game. Bringing back Jamie Ben was a mistake, but it doesn't look like he's getting much ice time. I think he's got about 12 minutes so far. Jamie Ben was invisible. Yeah, he was. Please continue with the guests over the summer, says Kelly. We will. And um, well, we're gonna continue, we're gonna go with a bunch of guests. 
like a bunch of guests, not just the collaborators. Others coming in. Tony, Vegas for Florida with the cup. Well, logic would say Vegas, but there's nothing logical about the Stanley Cup playoffs, so you'd have to say Florida. I mean, if Bobrovsky keeps on standing on his head, I mean, he'll get, the floor, he'll get to Vegas the way he got to Boston, the way he got to Toronto, and the way he got to Carolina. Will there be a draft day special? Um, we'd like to, but we don't know where we're going to be. You know, we don't know where we're going to be. I know Sammy and Yellow are going to be, I think they're going to be in Florida. The draft's in Nashville. We're going to try and do something. Alfred, if the Flyers offer sheet Cole to a real offer sheet, $10 million a year, that means you'll be getting the next first four-round picks. Oh, we got to hold on a second. Feedback, Tony. We got to bring in Yellow and Sammy. Do we have Yellow and Sammy? What's up, Tony? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Did you see what Alfred Vega just wrote? Yep. Who had that discussion yesterday? Me and you. That's right. And who proposed? It was you. You so Al uh, and Yellow says to me, "Okay, Tony, the Flyers give Cole Caulfield ten million dollars a year." And full disclosure, by the way, even though Sammy's got a uh, Camilleri jersey in the background, Sammy's a Philadelphia Flyers fan. All right, nobody's perfect. And then Yellow says to me, "What if the Flyers give him ten million a year?" I said, "Well, you just you have to match it." And. Um, but I said, I don't think anyone's going to offer sheet him, but you would just have to. And he says, yeah, but you can get four first-round draft picks. I said, I understand that, but are they going to score 40, 45, or 50 goals? Because Caulfield will. So, and he goes, yeah, but, you know, the Flyers, four picks. I mean, those could be, like, some really, really good picks. And I said, yeah, but how many times have we seen a team draft players in the first round, and those players never ended up making it to the National Hockey League? Or if they did, some of them were busts. So do you do you really believe out of the four picks that they get? So this year would be that they have the fifth, and then they'll get the seventh of the Flyers. So do you really believe out of the four draft picks, they won't hit on two of them? If they do that, they're really doing a bad job scouting. So you're gonna get four to five picks. So you don't believe two of them are gonna be good enough to match Cole Caulfield? I don't know about that, man. Yeah, but you know, like it's not Florida, of course, it's not yeah, but but if the Flyers at Caulfield, yep. They might end up not. It's not one player, but what I'm saying oh, they're is still, they're still far they, away. No, but they can go from a non-playoff team to a playoff team. So now all of a sudden, you know, you're not you're not drafting in the top ten anymore. It's not it's not a, a inconceivable to think that they could be a playoff team. I mean, uh, I mean, the Florida Panthers were you know they got in by one point and now they're in the Stanley Cup final. They're probably going to win the cup. I mean, stranger things have happened. In hockey. I agree. And then you, you know, can say the same thing that they can get. I'm a good trying to see the reaction of the of the fans in the stands in Dallas. That uh, you know, I don't think anybody's going to offer him that sheet just because of the draft picks. I don't think anybody's going to be willing to give up four or five picks. I really don't. Let's see some of the comments coming in. Hold on a second. Um, I would match, but play devil's advocate. Take the pick and trade for Keller. You see what Alfred Vega just said, Tony. Tony, a Philly, a playoff team, a question mark? Look at their roster. I agree with him. But I understand. But you, you don't understand. I know they're not. I know they're not. But what I said was, 
what if they end up making the playoffs? Then all of a sudden, that pick that you think is going to be a top 10 pick is not a top 10 pick anymore. And by the way, there's a lot of top 10 picks that don't end up having great careers in the National Hockey League. Yep. But do you really believe that somebody would give up four or five picks and, and plus $10 million? I don't think so. Tough. Well, if, if it's anywhere between... Uh, if it's up to ten point four million, and somebody's texting it now, it's two firsts, a second, and a third. Yeah. It's not. It's not four firsts. There's okay. a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, I think you'd have to go over the ten, ten point five, and over. So I mean, that's not going to happen. You know what? I, I don't think Cole Caulfield's getting off for sheep. Oh, I think I think he's still going to be here. I think he's still going to be here. I don't think I don't think the Habs are too stressed about that. There's no hurry, really. It's just a Caulfield is going to be signed before July first, says Jose Levesque. I I agree with her. I agree. No rush. I'm surprised that uh, 66 spinning is not on tonight. Yeah, sure. Every time Jose's on, he's there with his flashcards, this, that, whatever. He's all excited. Yeah. <laughs> no. He came prepared last time. Hey, was Caden Gooley really something last night or yesterday, or was he something? Honestly, he may, he might after meeting him, he might he might be my favorite hub. He's really something, eh? No, he was, he I was, I was I was blown away yeah. by his maturity. Yep. His humility. Yep. Down to earth, polite, single person, well mannered. Yep. Autographs for everybody, pictures for everybody, time of day, asking people how they're doing. Wow, blown away. You see what Joe Manella wrote there? What I, spent, I spent some time away. You two hours with Caden Gooley yesterday, about two hours with uh, Michael Matheson, like, uh, what was it, a month and a half before that? Those guys are like two of the nicest guys ever. Like, really amazing guys who are going to be here for a long time. I agree. Especially Gooley. Yep, I agree. You would think, right? Super, super. He was super. What did Joe write? He said, what happens if Tony gets an offer sheet? Does Agnello match it? <laughs> um, so um, my previous job, I was there for 19 and a half years. And I was offered more money elsewhere. And... Um, I stuck it out. Yep. I stuck it out until it really was time to move on where there was uh, not much else to accomplish. I felt I would have just stagnated in the, in the position and uh, the podcast represented a beautiful challenge. It still does. And I'm convinced because we're not, I'm convinced we're going to be able to take this podcast and uh, make it more popular than the show was. And that's a very, very difficult thing to do because one of them, you're working for a big, big corporate media giant. And the other one, you're working with uh, for Sammy and Yellow out of their home in Kirkland, Quebec. And so to be able to take this podcast and make it bigger than the radio show working for a huge media giant, um, a sports symbol in the country, 
we have ourselves a big, big challenge in front of us, but we're excited about it. We love it. We love it. We eat, live, sleep, breathe podcast 24 hours a day. Uh, Agnello and I are on the phone. How long are we on the phone? What, probably, uh, what, is it safe to say that we talk 20 times a day and three hours a day? Is it safe safe to say? It's safe. Is it safe to say that I want to change my phone number? (laughs) You have one on hold or what? Yeah, I have one on hold. Hey, I got the perfect number for you. Yeah, I have one on hold. I got the perfect number for you. Yeah, 188-585-7425. That's a good one. That's 188-585-SICK. 188-585-7425. It's toll free. But if you want to get yourself a mobile, get the say uno zero uno zero say two. And the guy just said it, Tony. The one deciding your next contract is actually Sammy. He's right. <laughs> did we sign that deal yet, or what? Of course we did. We haven't signed it yet. Don't you're say, of course we did. We haven't signed it yet. Untouchable. We are. So I look. I said this story the other day um, on BPM Sports uh, as the Vegas Golden Knights are taking their picture. And um, on May 27th, a couple of days ago, it was uh, my one-year anniversary of uh, leaving my old job and deciding to go full-time with the podcast. And uh, I gave some details of how it kind of all went down. Um, And um, BPM Sports, otherwise known as 91.9 FM, uh, I had a discussion with them. I've had a couple of discussions with them over the years, but they really wanted to bring me on board five years ago. And five years ago, I went there. I went to their office. We, we had a meeting. Uh, we discussed the possibility of going over. And uh, just in the end, I, you know what? I wasn't ready for it. I didn't want to move on. I wanted to stay where I was. And I thought I still had some unfinished business. And I just, I felt... Um, indebted to everyone who listened to me and stuff like that. And then um, they reached out again. Uh, They reached out again. Uh, Probably it was in, trying to think, it was probably at some point in April. And uh, they said, um, they said, all right, uh, let's get straight to the point. Would you be interested in coming to work for us? And I said, I'll get straight to the point. I'm trying to build my podcast, trying to build a sick podcast, have very, very high hopes for it. And um, if there's going to be some interference with the podcast and uh, there's certain things I won't be able to do and there's going to be certain restrictions, or if there's going to be problems going forward, well, then the answer to that is no. There's no chance. And um, they said, um, hey, we don't have a problem with you doing a podcast. If anything, we'll help you promote it. And I said, now you're speaking my language. So um, that was the first conversation. And then I saw Jean-Charles Lajoie, um at one point. And that was maybe that was probably it. Probably happened before April. Then it probably happened in, in uh, 
in February, the first contact or March. I don't remember. Probably February, because then I saw Jean-Charles Lajoie at um, a Patrice Bernier fundraiser. And uh, he said, um, did BPM Sports reach out to you? Because I heard they did. And I said, uh, off record, yes, they did. And um, I said, uh, there's no chance if there's going to be a problem with my podcast. And if there's no problem, then we can we can talk. And he said, yeah, yeah, there won't be a problem with that. But um, he said, what is it going to take to get you out of where you are? And I said, well, just uh, I don't know. Let's discuss it. And then uh, he touched base with uh, his employer at TVA Sports as well, and they reached out to me, and they were both um, they both reached out, and I put them in touch with uh, with um, my agent, and they were talking with him, and um, you know when I when I ended up walking away, I uh, I still hadn't. Uh, I still hadn't accepted the offer from the radio station or the TV station, but I knew that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to move on and build a podcast. And if I would have stayed doing radio in English, um, the podcast is less effective because if you're doing three hours of English radio and then you're doing a podcast, the novelty wears off a little bit. But if the only place that people can listen to you in English is the podcast and nowhere else, well, then, you know, there's a chance that it, you can sustain it a lot longer and probably take it to a higher level. So I decided to move forward with the podcast. And then uh, as word got out that I uh, I uh, handed in my resignation, uh, then uh, BPM Sports and TVS Sports got a hold of me a couple of hours later and came back to the charge. And uh, then I um, gave them a verbal agreement, both of them, and ended up signing, you know, contracts um months later but i gave a verbal agreement to both and what was cool is after working in the business for 19 and a half years and getting a one-year contract in year one and never being able to get a multi-year contract thereafter ever what was cool is um both entities the radio station and the tv station uh gave me long-term commitments which was uh, which was pretty cool and uh, makes you feel pretty good about yourself uh, because you you finally realize that the hard work paid off and so I'm saying this because somebody gave a comment of um, did you sign the contract yet with Salmon and Yellow? Well, we haven't signed yet, but I can tell you that uh, we're on the verge of signing a long term deal because this is going to be a long term project. So we're on the verge of signing a long term deal. And so I got a multi-year deal uh, with uh, with BPM Sports. I got a multi-year deal with TVS Sports, and um, you know we're uh, we're very very close. We just have to uh, uh, dot the I's and cross the T's. Um, we're on the verge of signing a five-year deal of committing to each other. So um, we're we're in this for the long run, and we got some big plans. Uh, we're going to have a big event in either July or August and, um, and that's it. So thank you everyone for the support. It was, uh, I, you know, I've said this story before, but you know, for the first 12 or 13 years of radio, I, I was like 
it was pretty much minimum wage money. If you took a look at, you know, the hours I was working and, uh, and what I was earning and, um, you know, I love what I do. So it uh, never felt like work, even though it was, uh, worked weekends for the first 10 years, uh, worked post game shows up until five or six years ago. But, um, this is, this is all I've ever wanted to do is uh, talk sports for a living or talk Habs. And now the podcast world, it's, it's a d- different world, right? Because instead of working radio where you're talking about all sports, this is kind of like a streaming concept. So this one here is a Montreal Canadiens podcast. People come here to hear Montreal Canadiens talk. And then we also have another podcast where we give you CF Montreal. And maybe who knows one day we're going to come out with a podcast. We're going to give you the Montreal Louettes. Or who knows, maybe one day we're going to change time slots and we're going to go sometime in the afternoon. And uh, we're going to do a podcast that's going to resemble uh, a radio and a TV show. It'll kind of be a, like a hybrid, which is something that has crossed our minds too. So we have a lot of things up in the air uh, that we still haven't decided on. But what we have decided on is that we're, we're going to make a long-term commitment to each other. And the SICK Podcast with Tony Marinaro and the SICK Podcast in general is going to be on, around for a very, very long time. So anyway, I went on, I rambled a little bit, but, um, you know, I felt like, um, you know, some of you should probably deserve an, an update and uh, I gave it to you. So that's it. Uh, do a, a gambling podcast so you can that, get that cabbage. And Yellow, what's the chances that we're going to do a gambling podcast? There's a good chance. There's so many of them coming on. I don't know. That market is going crazy. Like everything is turning to gambling. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But there's a big possibility. There's a possibility. We are definitely going to do a gambling segment. That's one of the things in the future. So, On sports, like like a sports book type of thing. Yeah, we have a lot of big things coming up. Next season will be a different show completely. It'll be, it's going to be fun. Different show completely, eh? Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to improve a lot. As good as it is, it's going to improve a lot. MJ says, how about a Bleu Nuit after show? We're not going to do that. No, that we're not doing no, we're not going to do that. You never know with Tony, but yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so, Tony, will you sign more years than Caulfield? No, I, I, I would. Well, I would think that Caulfield probably is going to sign more. Somebody just asked about an NFL podcast, but we have different cities already. Yeah. So how many cities now? 11, 12? I think we're at 10, 11. We have a few right now we're, we're about to sign. Yeah, where? Hopefully we'll get to 15. 12, right? You're going to give me that info? Where are you planning on opening next? I think we're trying to do Boston next. Boston would be a great market. What's the other one? Boston, Philadelphia would be a great market. Philadelphia is the other one. Philadelphia, see? Those are the two we're talking to right now. Boston and Philadelphia are two amazing markets. Yeah, yeah, those are the two we're talking to. Considering you already have New York and you already have Vegas too. Yeah, New York's a great market. Vegas is a great market. Then we're talking to Memphis for basketball. We'd love to do a Raptors one. We'll see. Maybe we're going to do a nice Raptors one. We're Raptors fans. Raptors would be good. Yeah, Raptors would be good. Raptors would be good. Even Blue Jays would be good. Lacking. Alfred Vegas says, Tony, your viewers are not only in Canada, they're in the States too. I'm in the States. Yeah, they are. Yeah, of course, of course. They're all, they're everywhere. We're, we're actually ranked worldwide uh, there, there's we're, we're we're ranked in uh we're ranked in mexico we're ranked in the I, uk where i think we were number two in singapore today we were number two in singapore today yeah wow who's number one in singapore let me check let me check if i can find it i'm not sure 
Skoy says he's in the Caribbean right now as we speak. God bless him. Who's better than him? Nobody. He's in Punta Cana. Let me see if I can find a few. Hold on. By the way, I went to La Romana last year. I absolutely loved it. If you're planning on going to Punta Cana, go to La Romana instead. Punta Cana, I believe, is the Atlantic Ocean, and La Romana is the Mediterranean Sea. And there's a coral reef. You're not going to get any seaweed over there. Go to La Romana. It's beautiful. Can't find it. Scores is listening live from Afghanistan. Wow. Alfred's in Los Angeles. Skoy is in Punta Cana. And Jordan says, you guys are doing great with amazing content. Keep it up, boys. Gary's in Toronto. Can we stop popping up? No, I can't see it. Probably has something to do with your age. Yeah, probably. Hold on. Take a pill. Oh, you mean uh, on the? Okay, on the. Sorry. Yeah. Confused for a second there. <laughs> this is riveting uh, that you're looking for Singapore to see who's ranked number one. No, I know. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah, because everyone wants to know who's ranked number one in Singapore. You're the one that's asking the questions. Well, I thought, you you know, you, you said we're number two in Singapore. I figured you, you would know who number one is. Like in 50 different countries. How do you want me to do all that? Joe's in Ottawa. Alex is in Nova Scotia. Jean Maurice is in Blainville. We're number three in Singapore. Now we're number three in Singapore. Number one is the Chris Johnson show. Yeah. And then the athletic show. And we're number three. We're number three in Singapore. We've got to beat those guys. We're number four in Israel. We're number four in Israel. Yeah. George Lorac was in Israel on the weekend. Did you see that? Four, yeah. Went to his agent's son's wedding. Number four in Vietnam. We're number four in Vietnam. Number four in Trinidad. Four in Trinidad. Number two in St. Kitts. Two in St. Kitts. It's really thick, crazy when you think of it. Number 12 in Italy. No, but listen to me. You know what's crazy? We should call up a resort in St. Kitts. That's a good Tell idea. Them Tell them we're the number two ranked podcast in St. Kitts. Number you guys, five you guys should set us up with a penthouse yeah. on the beach there. And we're coming down to do the show from there all the time. Think about it. That's a great idea. You don't think outside the box, you. I'm telling you. No. If we do every country that we're rated on, we'll be away like 52 weeks of the year. It's not a bad thing to be no, away. It's not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing. I could... Uh, I could see myself doing this as podcast live from St. Kitts. Yeah. We're number 12 in Italy today? Yeah, number 12 in Italy. It's good. Very good. We're happy. We're happy. We're going everything. Tony, do a segment on you giving uh, beautiful relationship advice. I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know about that, guys. Let him stick to hockey. I don't know about that. Let him stick to hockey. Hey, guess what? Uh, At one point, I I thought we were going to go a little short. And as it stands, it's uh, it's ten fifty eight. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Who do we have on tomorrow night? I don't know yet. Okay. Am I supposed to know? Usually you do. I don't know yet. No. I don't know what we're gonna have on tomorrow night. Okay. I do know that that's it. The okay. Miami Heat to beat the Boston Celtics one hundred three eighty four. They demolished them. And the Miami Heat have an appointment 
with the Denver Nuggets for the NBA championship. So now let me take a look at my parlays. You got two Florida, you got two Florida teams in the final. Okay, I have a couple of parlays. Are you ready? Tell me which one you think I have the best chance on. You ready? Yeah. My first parlay. I have Vegas and Denver. Good. My second parlay. I have the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers. Yep, that's the one you'll probably make the most money with. The one that I was going to make the most money with was the Miami Heat and the Dallas Stars, and Dallas lost. I had that one, too. It's crazy that both games were blowouts tonight. Yeah, this Dallas uh, Dallas losing by a score of 6 to nothing reminds me of uh, the 1991, I think it was 91, was it 91 Cup Final, when Pittsburgh went into Minnesota and beat the North Stars by a score of like 8 to nothing. You remember that game? And you got two eight seeds teams from Florida. What what happened in that game? Which game is that? Well, you said you remember it. Nineteen ninety one Stanley Cup final. Uh-huh. Pittsburgh eight nothing winners versus Minnesota in Game Six. There was one play that stood out like no other play in that game. Do you remember it? No. You got to remember it. Maybe when you tell me. Mario Lemieux scored a highlight real goal that game. He split the defense, and he beat John Casey. It was a, it was a highlight real goal. It was a highlight real goal. Two eight seeds are in the final from Florida. I think he scored a highlight real goal in game two, okay. and he scored a highlight real goal in game six. Crazy. Yeah. He, he like he made everyone look like a pylon on the play. It was absolutely fantastic. It was unbelievable. That's the one player out of all the players. We should do a we should do a show on this. That's the one player out of all players, out of all athletes, of all sports, that you wish he could have been injury injury free and healthy. Yeah. He was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. He was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's call it a night. We'll call it a night? Yep. What, why aren't we doing these shows from your pool? Tomorrow, look, look, tomorrow, let me bring up the weather, okay? Montreal. Okay? Yep. I want you to see something, all right? All right. Montreal, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday. We can do a pool cast. We can try it. Hold on a second. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Look at the weather. I know. It's supposed to be phenomenal. Phenomenal, you say? Look at this. Yep. 28, 30. Wow. 28, 30, 32. Wow. Don't you think the next three nights we should be broadcasting Live from your backyard, pool party. I don't know how good the sound is going to be. We have to try it. Oh, because we're not closed in a room. Of course, the sound is going to. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We can try it. I don't think people will really care, you know? You and your Speedo, you jump in the pool. 
Me and the Speedo. Yeah, I wear a different color one every night. Okay. <laughs> Have a good night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. There, Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. Ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.